Welcome back to the Awaken Project podcast. This is Blake. Uh, Stephen is not going to be with me. Uh, we're continuing our summer of interviewing people that have uh, just had an impact and influence on younger generations and what that looks like. So today with me, I have one of my lifelong mentors, friend, and uh, just the person that I really look up to, uh, Wade Vitalis. So Wade, if you would just go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, uh, you're far too kind, Blank. I love you too, Bart. It's the truth. Um, <laughs> no, it's it is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Wade Vitalis. I live in uh, uh, just outside of Tillers Falls, Minnesota, with my with my wife, um, and I have two kids. And uh, Blake and I are going to talk about stuff today. <laughs> How did I do, Blake? We are going to talk. That was great. That was great. Uh, just to give you a little history of um, Wade and I's relationship, we go back to gosh how old was i I was kindergarten right yes you were we were walking into the taylor swalls elementary school with alex while your parents were walking in with you that's crazy so (laughs) i've known you what what would that be 21 years of my life almost all your life oh my gosh sorry he's still really young though i promise everybody he's still gray hair (laughs) i'm getting old no he's 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 still young at heart right um i never grew up i'm still yeah, that's 17. <laughs> Wade has always preached, never grow up, never get that's old. Right. I don't want to grow up. He's I don't a- want to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> the wild boys, the wild yeah. boys. The, um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, so he was, uh, he was my youth leader all through my whole middle school yeah. and high school yeah. and somebody that, uh, he was my employer through high school. Right. I started working for you when I was, I think, 13 or 14. I know, just don't tell Minnesota. I think you're supposed to be 14. <laughs> Okay, any government officials listening, forget that. Forget it happened that. a long time ago. Yeah. Forgive us. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that's just, that's, that's a little bit of the history. We'll, yes, we'll get into more, yeah. more of that it's later. Um, but, Wade, we love to kick mm. off the episode with sure. uh, getting to know our guest's favorite three-course mm. meal. Wow, wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we're laughing is Blake prompted this. And I said, well, I only have one two-course meal that I like. So, And it's bacon and eggs. Yes. And know. they pair my well favorite. together. They do. They just go together well. They do. Do you if still... You, if you know, ask my family, or you probably know this, Blake, I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. I drink soy milk. I was just going to say, yeah. still on the soy milk. <laughs> still the soy milk. And so, yeah, bacon and eggs are probably my favorite three-course meal. Gotcha. Yeah. With soy milk. That's, With soy milk, be, of course. Yes, that could yeah. be part of the course, right? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Um, yeah. So wait, if you would mm-hmm. just share a little bit uh, yeah. about with our listeners about what it is that you do, um, mm-hmm. and a little bit about your business. Sure. Well, I own uh, restaurants, and um, uh, 31 years ago we opened up the drive-in. Wow! And so it's been a long time. And uh, <clears throat> I, I wish someone would have told me <laughs> before I got into it that isn't where you get rich necessarily <laughs> is owning <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> But rich is always measured in different ways, right? Right. So right. I've I've got to be a seventeen year old kid um, mm-hmm. working with teenagers, and been able to mentor a lot of great kids, uh, you as mm-hmm. well, Blake. And so it's been a gift, and um, that's my favorite part yeah. is working with young people. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. tell us tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Why? What do you What do you mean when you say working with young people? Uh, how does that relate to your business model? Well, there's a couple different things. First of all, um, I would take a 14-year-old kid um, over an adult. Hmm. Um, they're much more malleable. 
and you can work with them. And yeah, they're a teenager, right? But uh, once you get an old dog, they don't like to lose. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like to learn new tricks, right? right? Right. So, so there's something really great about being able to start out with, and you know, um, you probably started out in the golf shack. Yeah. Everybody starts at the golf shack when they're 14 at the drive-in. Adventure Falls. Adventure Falls, <laughs> miniature golf, right? So we have a miniature golf course next to our our, our kind of our, our main restaurant, which is located in Taylor's Falls. But yeah, uh, and then I, we work you in. We work work with kids and um, help them teach them skills like getting to work hmm. on time. Yeah. <laughs> and working hard while you're there. And uh, so anyways... Um, it happens to be my passion, hmm. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. What is, uh, what mm-hmm. is, so what has working with kind of the younger generations taught you about yourself? Wow. wow. And, uh, what, what has it taught you about younger generations too, both ends? So, yeah. So, <clears throat> so what I learn lots of stuff all the time, mm-hmm. um, like how to run my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll frequently go, Eric, how do I find the radar? I need to know if it's going to storm. Could you show me where that is? So, um, no, young people have a lot of um, interesting things going on in their life, and I find it fascinating being in that life with them. Hmm. And um, uh, some people are, are, you know, they, they... they're learning and figuring out what, what life is like when they're that age, and and it's fine. It it's very interesting, and I find it fascinating to be in the mix. So, I learn a lot from them. Um, I think what they learn from me, hopefully, is um, that uh, when you're young, you have your life in front of you. Hmm. Um, the drive-in's not going to be your only job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you will go somewhere else. They yeah. always do. And uh, what what uh, um, you take with is going to be important. Hmm. And it's important to me that you know what those things are. And so that's kind of the deal. It's it's definitely a two-way street. Like, mm. I really... <clears throat> I'm a kid. Right? Yeah. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. For, yeah. And, uh, but but the, the reality is that I... Um, I think I know the younger people better than any. And hmm. I say this frequently, um, us... I'm a really low, low end boomer. I was born in '61, but um, us boomers really need to get out of the way because mm. those young people have things figured out, and we we uh, need to just let go, let them let them go, mm. do their thing. Um, they have they live in a world that's very different than the one I grew up in. It's pretty amazing uh, all the technology and whatnot, but uh, they're smart and mm. they're figuring it out, and so. That's kind of where I end up ending up when people say, oh, kids these days. Mm-hmm. It's like, we were kids those <laughs> days once. Back, yeah, back then. <laughs> right? It, yeah. It's never, it's just the circle. It just keeps going and <clears throat> and it, it'll be your guys' future. And and I'm encouraged by what I see. Um, yeah, got to tell the kid a million times, put your dang phone away because yeah. you can't have your phone at work. And the vapes. And, the, and stop vaping. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but, but, but and so having boundaries is good mm. that's important those are very basic things but also having respect for them where they're at and how complicated it is being a teen yeah right it's really right. complicated <clears throat> and uh uh and so i m- the way i approach it is with uh honesty mm. and uh humility because i don't know everything mm-hmm. um and then just a lot of compassion um because it's not easy being a teen yeah. It's complicated. Right. And they bring all that with them when mm. they come to work. And uh, 
I see my job as for those kids that come really um, self-conscious and not confident, <clears throat> just getting to know their name. I make it my point. There's 85 employees now. Blake. Holy cow. I make, it, I make it my job to know their name. Wow. I remember Swen and Dean at Ogaboji. Hmm. Swen said the sweetest things to anybody's ears is their name. Hmm. Right? That's true. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's it so true. It was. And when I heard that, I'm like, I need to. And that was a long time ago. Hmm. Um, 20-some years ago. And uh, and I I take that on. I, I want to know their name because there's nothing sweeter than someone knowing your name and speaking your name. Right. And, um, and I just try to keep connections. I try to know enough about all of them. Hmm. So I have an idea what makes them tick. And I find that interesting. Hmm. I find it I, I, that's not boring to me. So what's what's the uh, what's the youngest age that you employ and what's uh, what would be outside of outside of Matt? What would be the oldest that you employ? <laughs> <laughs> Matt's my nephew, yeah. general manager. And Matt started following me around the restaurant when he was 10 years old. <laughs> Alex was eight. <laughs> so Matt's Man. been around a long time. <laughs> Um, what was your question again? So, so what are the what's the age range that you employ? So it goes from literally, if a parent wants to start them at thirteen in the golf course, we will do that. But it's usually fourteen to twenty-five. Okay, six. Well, Eric would be twenty-six. Oh yeah, Jake would yeah, be yeah. twenty-seven. That's true. Yeah. Right. So yeah, if, yeah. Eric and Jake have been with us a long time, mm-hmm. and so yeah, some yeah. of the big some... age difference. Right, right. That has its own challenges. Oh, um, I'm sure. Yeah. I actually, so yeah. I ran into Matt yesterday, and yeah. uh, I don't know if you did this for the whole staff, but you guys did Strengths Finder. We did Strength Finder for the whole a couple staff. Of years for uh, for him and for the leadership staff, we did Strength Finders two years ago. We did um, uh, Myers Briggs for all of them, and that wow. was a really, really fascinating thing to see. You, yeah. You, you, you know, Myers Briggs for. You know, the vast majority are, are 14 to 20, mm-hmm. probably 14 to 19. It's the vast majority of them. <clears throat> yeah. But that, they were just that learning that insight into themselves with the Meyer Briggs um, and uh, understanding how they relate to one another, being extroverted, introverted, right. you know, those kinds of things really helps lift their consciousness about about themselves and, and other people that they're around. Mm-hmm. So that was great. So yeah, strength finders we're doing as a leadership team group. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you found good stuff? So good through stuff. that, have you found that it brings uh, brings the team closer together? I know. So a lot of people that listen are ministry focused, mm-hmm. um, but just from like a, a public slash secular view. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess secular kind of not really, but the same time. Uh, how do you find? How do you define secular? Yeah, work? I was just gonna say as I think about that because I mean your your heart's for it. Uh, right. anyways, it's, different. Right. Go ahead. But uh, but have you noticed um, <clears throat> that making a difference in your staff culture at your at your the business? strength finders? Yes. Stuff? Well, um, I think that uh, we've just started that process. Okay. So I noticed right away though, people really having a powerful myself included <clears throat> having a. Having having a powerful sense of affirmation hmm. of who I am, yeah, and um, and it was really powerful. It was really when we when we were able to to do the testing and have the conversation and have the discussion, and I think it just it it's one of those great tools that mm-hmm. you need to know yourself um, first before you can you know really lead other people, right? Know know what know what your strengths are. And how to use them, and so no, it's been good. It's been really good stuff. Yeah, 
That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, the driving was hands mm-hmm. down my favorite job. Looking Aww. back on it, no, I'm not even lying. It's still one Aww. of the things that uh, connects me with everybody else because it's. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, we well. I love you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love you too, Wade. Um, but it was, it was one of those things where it was literally all of us high school buddies working together, yeah. Yeah. learning together, and uh, I think it's one Come of those. Around. It totally helped us grow closer than I think we ever could. Yeah. Um, and we had to learn how to work together. Like if yeah. I. I don't know if this will ever happen in my lifetime, but if I were to open up a business, those would be the first guys that mm. I'd go to because of the, um, just how we gel and uh, right. just the chemistry that we already have. Um, so yeah, it's it, yeah, it's, it's it, there. You know, there's something to be said. Uh, the drive-in's really busy. Yeah, and it was always has been. Right, really, really busy place. So you really are in the trenches trying to figure out how to get through a stack load of right. burgers and French fries. <laughs> Up to yeah, your up real. to your elbows in burgers and French fries. What yes. do you do? Yeah, and so it's a yeah, that that's almost like you know going through the fire and being tested together as a group. You bond. Mm-hmm. That for sure happens. I mean, that for sure is, uh, still happens. Yeah. Um, when you get done with a really busy hour or hours, um, there's a lot of pride that mm-hmm. goes with. Hey, we did it. We made it. We got there. Yeah. And that's for everybody. And that and that's that's one of those things that a job teaches a young person mm-hmm. at a young age. Um, and that's why I think it's important. Yeah. It's important. It's, it, you know, I, I, honestly, it's the parents that drive me more crazy than, than the kids. There's, what? There's, yeah. Well, Tell us about that. It's not all parents, but it, there's a trend that I've seen, which is my, my child needs to stay home because they have to get a 4.0 hmm. on their, you know, in, to graduate. And then they got to get a, you know, a 407 ACT score, you know, right. which is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and and so they so we're running into parents that are wanting to like keep their kids home and, and right. don't see the value of having a job. Hmm. And uh, I'm probably sounding old fashioned, no, but um, there is a lot of value in in having those relationships, especially as we become more digital. That everybody's on a phone and right. life becomes less connected personally. Right, it's pretty up it's pretty you know personal when you're there and it's really busy and mm-hmm. you're sweating next to one another and you're dealing with the frustration of it yeah um and the fun that comes along with it right totally and so that's that's relationship building you can't do that on a phone even though people think you can right it's it's not the same yeah and so that's if anything because i because when i get the kids and uh they they get it they figure it out sooner than the parents that this is actually a good thing mm-hmm. first of all I have my own money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pay I'm for sure my the own first stuff. Time, first time you got your hundred and twenty dollar check. Oh, with, I was living. Oh my gosh! I bought actually with my first check. I remember this. I bought a uh, a Nintendo DS Lite. Of course you did. So I bought a little gaming system, right. and that, it was like right. I valued that thing more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it, but, but it true. is. You worked and you got that, and you deserved it. So you have mm-hmm. it, and you got to buy something with that money that you earned. So it, there is all of that. That's mm-hmm. part of what I do. I'm, you know, I had the choice to be a teacher or own my own business. So I combined mm. them both. I bought my own business and I'm a teacher. Yeah. You know, I'm really, um, I, you know, I walk around with a clipboard and a, yeah, <laughs> a camp counselor. <laughs> oh no, your boyfriend broke up with you. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, but that's what it is. So I really feel f- I feel fortunate and blessed, really, hmm. like by uh, being able to do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. What? Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're in if you're in Minnesota, mm-hmm. the driving's about uh, what is it? Hour and a half, hour fifteen. Hour fifteen so from, from the, the cities. cities yeah. Uh, on the beautiful St. Croix River. Yes, it is. Taylor's Falls, I tell you what, yeah, it's a gold mine. It is, like, in the sense too. of, like, it's beautiful for your eyes, and yeah. I would rather look at that than anything. Like, mm-hmm. now that I'm older, when I was younger, I'd, Tyler and I were just talking about this. I didn't realize what we had when we were younger. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I'm like, man, this place is gold. Like, this, there's just so much to do. There's so much to see. It's so yeah. beautiful. Like, everything about it just brings back... Yeah. Um, the childhood memories that we had, but then also like, gosh, I see why people come here. Cause when I, when we were kids, we were like, why do people come here? Like, why are we so busy? Like working? Why is this, you know, why do people come to Taylor's falls? Well, if we, we didn't realize just the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, no, I, and here, 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 same thing for me. I went, mm. I went and traveled, you know, I lived in Australia for a while and yeah. lived in Hawaii and managed a restaurant there. And <clears throat> but when I, I I kind of always knew I wanted to come home, but when I came home, it was like, yeah, this is why I wanted to come home because hmm. it's it's beautiful, it's yeah. Beautiful. And you know, uh, I'll I'll jump on this opportunity just because <laughs> it seems appropriate. Yeah, um, go for uh, it. F- uh, Franciscan theology, as of late, as you know, Blake has been really speaking to me spiritually, mm-hmm. and yeah, and uh, um, Saint Francis is all about the connectedness that we have with Earth. Yeah, and. Um, and our connections, and and so for me, um, sitting in the deer stand, freezing my rear end off, <laughs> staring, <laughs> s- staring, <laughs> staring into the cold winter storm, <laughs> in some odd way, it bonds you with nature, hmm. and um, I still love it when in the fall when the geese are flying flocks and flocks and <laughs> flying north. Right. Yeah. Um, it's there's there's all this beautiful nature to be connected to, and I right. You know, I've got a greater appreciation for that. For sure. Yeah. Great place to live. Yeah. So come mm-hmm. come check out the driving in Taylor's Falls for. Ooh, uh, there's a little pitch f- for them. What would you? What would your advice be? I know what I would get when I go, but what would you say is your favorite thing on the menu? Right now, it's the turkey burger. Turkey Matt burger. With, Matt came up with a great turkey burger. Okay. Recipe, and it's awesome. And so we make it. Yeah. It's our own. And it's great. Do you still drink the root beer? Of course. <laughs> don't tell Carol. Don't tell Carol. <laughs> well, as you know, I don't drink alcohol or beer, so root yeah. beer is my thing. It's my beer. <laughs> Carol, if you're listening, just pass through that one. <laughs> no, I, yes, I do. I love her. I love it. I have yeah. to taste test. It's quality control. That's right. You know what this That's is. Right. It's quality control. Yeah. The cookies. Got you still got cookies? Yes. <laughs> I just, and they're really good. I just tested them yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. perfect yeah. okay turkey yeah. burger yeah turkey burger that's and uh my favorite thing right now it's homemade root beer and forgot homemade. to mention we that part root beer. We did. yeah it's truth sorry secret recipe 120 pounds per batch um, of sugar that's just oh the my sugar. gosh <laughs> yeah that's right yes I that's forgot right how much that's, right. that's that. right it's supposed to be sugar-free and, and <laughs> calories yeah locale yeah, nothing locale, else no all sugar. natural all, all natural. natural made from tea leaves that's right um yeah, I got a Duke Western yesterday oh, yeah. with cheese curds on the side. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, honestly, mm-hmm. you can't find a burger like that anywhere. So, nope. always, always coming back to that. Um, That's a story. Can I tell you that? Story? Yeah, yeah. So please. the 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 Duke burger came from Larry Dukek. <clears throat> um, Larry was one of, is and was one of the smartest employees I'd had. This was about twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, maybe even. Mm. And um, but 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 struggled with being a little bit awkward 
and mm. struggled at a young age um, drinking, which is an unusual out in the country to start drinking when you're an early teen. Right. And uh, <clears throat> Larry came. To, oh, sorry. I hope Larry, if you're listening to this, I, I'm. I'll, I'll apologize in advance, but I think you'll appreciate me sharing the story. <laughs> Um, he came, he came to work a couple of times and he'd probably, he'd been drinking mm-hmm. and, um, I just took him aside once and I said, Larry, I care about you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're smart as heck mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want, but you're never going to get there this way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the way to get there. Yeah. And, um, and the, and the reason I mentioned that was because, um, Larry was really into coming up with ideas for food, and his last name was Dukek. And so when he came up with this burger, he said, Wade, can we put it on the menu? I said, yeah. <laughs> wow. We're to call it the Duke Burger. Wow. So that was part of, that's cool, because every time I think of the Duke Burger, it's part of Larry growing up. And of course, mm. he's very successful. He's, he was brilliant. Um, he's, he's, he has his, he was a computer guy. And, nice. Uh, and yeah, so I didn't know that right? story. That's a true story. True story. Wow. And so, so things happen. So the so it's really making people giving so for and Larry's not there's lots of Larry's that I've had over it. It's I got eighty five now. I just think the last thirty years how many people that <clears throat> but sometimes it's just um recognizing someone's brokenness, hmm. being honest with them about it, and then holding them really close. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and so Larry felt great about mm-hmm. that um, to be able to 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 be able to. Then he ended up managing the kitchen, so he changed his wow. life. When wow, he was fourteen or fifteen, and that is really what what I'm I'm grateful for. What I do when when things like that happen, hmm. um, just the heart you have to even come alongside of him and be like, hey, you know, this is you're we, worth more than this, yeah. you know, and to hear that, like that's. And I think we've all gotten that some point from mm-hmm. somewhere, from someone. Yeah. And uh, I know that I certainly got that in times in my life when I needed that. And uh, um, setting that standard in the workplace, though, in a young mm-hmm. person's life, like that's changed the way of that I see management. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. truthfully, like I've never yeah. told you this stuff, but right. it's true. Like it's it's changed the the perspective that I have on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different things in the workplace because right. of just how you're a person that's willing to come alongside people <clears> versus <throat> shaming them for the mistakes that they've made. Like, Hey, let's, let's figure this out, but then right. let's go a step further. What's going on at home? Like, talk to me, what's going on in your life? Yes. Like, I remember, you know, my high school breakup in the, <laughs> <laughs> the whole world was ending and, uh, and Wade called me and he's like, Hey man, I just, you know, want you to know that there's, there's somebody else out there for you. And, I know this is really hard for you right now, but, um, you know, you're going to move past it. So it's just to have that mentorship and, you know, yeah. somebody come yeah, alongside you, know, you at that age is great. It's sometimes a hard for the parent to do that. So it has to right. be on another adult. Right. Right. Because yeah. you know, another adult can say the exact same thing and you go, wow, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Versus your parent. It's like, no, no, no you're wrong. You know? I'm going to rebel. You know, it's, it's just right. It's, it's part of that. That's what's happening. They're finding their own identity apart from you, mm-hmm. and they need to. Yeah, we all needed to do that. And so, at some point, it's not that we're rejecting our parents or stop loving them. As fact, matter of fact, we love them always. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's trying to figure out who the heck we are hmm. because we are not them. We are part of both of them, and so we're something different. Yeah, someone else. And so, um, that's not. This isn't 
brain surgery. I didn't invent these ideas. <laughs> it's just it's just true, right? Yeah. It's just true. Yeah, it's I just see you are. True. So Yeah. Okay. So uh yeah, yeah the last thing that I, I uh mm-hmm. I wanted uh, to talk with you about is um we have we've both gone through loss in our lives yeah. and uh somebody right. that's really close to us and yeah. you heard Wade mention Alex earlier mm-hmm. and uh um what was it? Was it two thousand fourteen? It was 2013. 2013. So July 20th or July 15th, 15th. uh, 2013. Yeah. Um, Alex, who is a lifelong best friend and Mm -hmm. uh, somebody that's really close to me and uh, Wade's Wade's firstborn, um, he passed away. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, I'll share I'll share my side in a little bit um, and just kind of what I see. And I think uh, um, I think that it'd be cool to, to just kind of hear, um, how that's impacted your life, mm-hmm. um, how that's impacted your family's life, how that's <laughs> built your faith, how, uh, it's maybe made you question your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's a real thing that we all walk through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then also like moving forward, how is that still impacting your life? Mm-hmm. Um, in a positive, positive or negative way, whatever that is, um, what right. does that look like? So, right. Right. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, Wow. Let's see. Where can I start? Um, f- first of all, uh, f- uh, losing a child's like the one of the worst, if not the worst, thing to happen to a parent. Hmm. Um, and uh, that was rough. Um, Alex was so full of life. Hmm. You know that boy. Yeah, for and real. He uh, loved the river mm-hmm. um, and knew how to swim and knew all of that stuff. Um, the irony that he drowned in the river that he spent his entire life on was was kind of hard to come to terms with for a mm-hmm. while, you know what I mean? <clears throat> um, and uh, having a piece piece of your heart taken out that never is filled back up. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just is gone. Uh, I remember the advice my uncle Dale Vitalis gave. Uh, Dale's was my... <laughs> One of my mentors for sure in my life, um, even though we didn't spend a lot of time, we were, we looked alike and we acted alike. <laughs> you and guys I loved did him. look oddly alike. Look, look alike. Um, but my uncle Dale was there when Alex died and said, um, "I just want to tell you both that um, you're probably going to experience grief very differently um, because that's how grief is. Mm. Everybody has their own grief path." <clears throat> just remember to be patient with one another. Hmm. And that was wow. That was really, really helpful to hear and became evident as we, Carol and I, walked through kind of this darkness together. Um, I can say that there was like neon signs <laughs> pointing me in a different direction with my faith prior to Alex dying, but when Alex died, it really became... Uh, glaringly obvious to me that I was struggling <clears throat> with um, with organized church. Hmm. Not my own faith. Yeah. Uh, not Christianity. Um, but organized. And there's a lot of wonderful churches doing a lot of wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that part of my experience um, um, encouraged me to go in a different direction after Alex's death. I really did feel like, cause I'd been, 
active in church. You yeah, know, yeah. Young, I don't know how young you guys were when I started leading you. Or you right. Right? It was a long, was, time, yeah, long yeah. time ago, right? And so um, I'd been active in church all the way through, and I, and I loved our pastors. And I grew up, I guess my Uncle Dale was being my mentor and being a pastor. I, I, I love pastors. And mm. I felt like they, when they came, they had a really, really hard job, and my job was there to support them, and not everybody in the church felt the same way. It depended right, on how needy right. they felt. Hmm. And... Preach. Or their their <laughs> lack of <laughs> their lack of ability to understand um, that uh, a pastor's human, hmm. they're a person. Yeah, right. And um, they need love and they need help. Yeah, and so, so that was my perspective, and 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 ended up um, uh, uh, being you know part of a. Uh, uh, an unhe- what, I, what I would consider a relatively unhealthy congregation, although there were lots of loving people mm-hmm. in the congregation that I loved and still do, um, <clears throat> just became challenging. So after right. Alex died, we felt like God was taking us for the walk, you know, in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to and so we did. So we, you know, we did home church and we did a variety of different things during that period of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we mostly just waited to see God, where God was going to take us. And I think I've also shared this story with you, at least for me. Um, uh, it took me to, uh, a book that my mother-in-law, um, a Catholic, um, I grew up Lutheran, Protestant, um, Martin Luther, the Reformation was absolutely had to happen. The OG. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, consider myself Lutheran mm-hmm. um, and uh, still do um, but my mother-in-law gave me a church uh, a book from uh, uh, by Father Richard Rohr and in the first few lines of the book it said um, great um, from from great despair can come great joy wow from great sorrow can come great joy and mm. I just was like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> Right. Wow. Because there wasn't there wasn't anything joyful about Alex being gone. Right. 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 Um, but um, what I've learned that this means is that we are constantly dying to things in our lives. Hmm. Um, there, and it's not literal death, but we're, we're we're constantly being renewed, and it's this constant movement in our life. Um, um, and uh, f- for me. Uh, it became really clear that that was uh, I was going in a little different direction. I didn't know where it was, but I was going to follow it. Hmm. And so, um, anyways, it's a long about about way to answer your question. Like, <laughs> no, this is good. In this is end, good. Yeah. In, in the end, You're there fine. was um, there is life. Life is suffering. It's part of how this is all put together, hmm. right? And. Um, you live through it and you get get you get stronger um but but you also get um softened our egos are so <laughs> it's always telling us how great we are we need to be humbled and there's a lot of humility um that comes along with uh, losing a child hmm. and so um so I, so I carry that with me and i carry that uh as a as a as a good thing um and so that's what it was for me. That's yeah. how it went for me. Is it, uh, mm. would you say it's grown your family closer mm. in a weird way? Or it's, it's definitely brought us closer. 
closer. Yeah. There's, there's not that it was always easy though. Right, I mean, was, right. This has been this is six, seven years now. Yeah, and uh, um, but yes, it does, and it also just. I don't know how else. Alex isn't very far away, Blake. Yeah, right. You know, um, there's a mystery that we don't understand. Yeah, I agree. And uh, if we had, you know, a couple hours to talk, I'd tell you how Jerome uh, in the 12th century uh, uh, took the Aramaic and Greek Bible and turned it into Latin, mm-hmm. and he couldn't find a word that meant eternity for Jewish people. Eternity just wasn't a possibility. Wow. And so, so an expression, the Catholic church used ages of ages was this term. Well, when Jerome was, um, was translating, um, he couldn't find a word. So he picked hell Hmm. as a place. So hell wasn't a place until Jerome invented it in 1200. And this is important for us to know. Wow. Um, um, what it actually what what the, it actually meant was this is because they didn't understand the original Jewish people didn't understand the idea of eternity um, because it wasn't possible to live forever because you physically die. Mm-hmm. The reality is there is an eternity right. and there is an ages of ages. Right. And um, and by using the word hell was the Greek word for Hades, which was this underworld that mm-hmm. was this horrible thing, horrible place. Um, I, so what, what something that really connected to me with Franciscan theology and understanding this stuff f- about the Bible um, is that uh, there's no way that a parent, if God is our father, would send a child of theirs to a place called hell Hmm. as we understand it and as is written about in the bible Mm -hmm. um we would never do that Mm -hmm. right we love our children yeah we only want what's best for them so um for me one of the things that uh was stripped away um was this idea that god would send alex to hell Hmm. not not Alex was a great kid. Yeah. But yeah. the idea that he would. Right. Or the idea that, that he would that a parent would choose one child over another. You're gonna go mm. to hell. You're not. Yeah. So f- for me and my faith, that's like, no, that's not what a father would do, and that certainly isn't what God does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh f- so for me there's this mystery about it all hmm. that I just don't have the answer for other than I know Alex isn't very far away. Yeah. Which makes me feel like I know my parents aren't very far away. Hmm. And uh, we're all connected in a way we don't understand. Yeah. Because we all came from the same dirt. It's true. <laughs> it's the it's the, the right. same cosmological uh, uh, stardust that mm-hmm. created it. Um, I did, my God's really, really big, so I don't have an issue with the idea of evolution because mm-hmm. God could do whatever God wanted to, and he's not... Com- He's not constricted by time. Right. 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 And uh, and he doesn't just say, I created man. He created all this other stuff mm-hmm. and then created man. Yeah. Man, which, so anyways, that's that was that's been a very enlightening part of my journey, mm. my own faith journey since since Alex died. Miss him. Yeah. All yeah, the time. yeah. Gwen and Peter um, uh, are closer. We're all closer. And, uh, and 
we just have to look at the moon in the sky when it comes up because I, I mean that he clearly left that for us right mm -hmm. to to have this connection with him so yeah so yeah thanks okay. for sharing that yeah. way well thanks blake for asking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, rambled, um, I rambled a little <laughs> <laughs> little bit wade is a historian on the side so in case you're wondering yeah. yes um History repeats itself. Over it and does over fanny again. packs, We're just everybody. talking about fanny packs are back. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, okay, real quick. Okay, can so, you tell us the fanny uh, pack story with the Franciscans and the... Yeah, thing? so, right, yeah, yeah. So, so um, Franciscans, St. Francis made the order of Franciscans um, uh, to, to live, um, to, to go into a community and be in the community and part of the community, which meant they had to start out with nothing, basically, on their back. So, so uh, their typical garb is a brown, what looks like a gunny sack, because literally that's all they had. And around their waist, they just had a rope. Um, back, back, way back then in the 12th century, if you had your money, you had a belt. Mm -hmm. And you had all your money in this belt. And this was this was like... This is how you showed how prestigious you were, The right? OG fanny pack. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the fanny pack was, I'm the man. I got all the cash. <laughs> so the counter opposite of that was just a little rope mm -hmm. to hold around their belly that didn't have any money in it. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I love that idea that um, we... Uh, not not of the fanny pack, but... <laughs> <laughs> So the idea of the, having the humility um, as a church leader to go into a community and just be of it mm -hmm. and not separate from it. I love you, you know the the part where you said they weren't going in to get something from someone. They, they were going to give. give. They went of in to give of themselves. Yeah, they could not ride a horse idea. because a horse was a stat, which was a stature thing. Was you were you were you really had some money if you had a horse. They could ride donkeys, mm. and they did. <laughs> but uh, no, exactly. I, I I love that idea about yeah. and 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 it kind of is how I feel. Um, we should be going about Christianity. Mm. Jesus gave us, Jesus gave us, the perfect example mm -hmm. of what we're supposed to do, and it basically was breaking all the conventional norms at the time. Right. Right. The Sermon on the Mount was the was the whole point of it all. Mm. You don't have to really know much more than what was spoken. Yeah. Um, because he covered all the bases. Yeah. And of course, love the Lord your God, your Father, with all your heart and all your mind and soul, and your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Right? What, and that's not complicated. It's really hard to do. Right. I mean, if we really loved our neighbor as ourselves, we'd be way more selfless. Jeez, yeah, absolutely. Right? And so, um, for me, that's... That's kind of the deal. Yeah. So I think the Franciscans got a lot of things right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. uh, I didn't know that. And Wade shared that. I think it's, it's a really neat reminder to, yeah. you know, give of yourself, um, love your neighbor. Yeah. So, um, it's not easy. Yeah. Not at all. No. Um, yeah. So just, just as we, as we kind of wrap this up, um, I don't think I've ever shared with you my perspective yeah. of Alex and when he passed and, yeah. Uh, kind of what was happening. So um, I remember I, I got a phone call from one of my friends uh, and I was in the Dairy Queen parking lot in Linster, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, the question that they asked me was, are you alone? And, uh, of course, when you get that, it's always like, okay, what's, what's wrong? What's right. my mind goes a million different ways. Right. Uh, and they just said, I said, yes. And they said, okay, well just pull into the parking lot. And, uh, and I said, okay, well what's going on? I need you to tell me. And so then they came and they, they shared the news with me. Mm. And, uh, I just remember I just, I, I lost it. Like mm. I just couldn't even believe what was happening. And, uh, mm. it was just this, this crazy this crazy nightmare that you never thought mm. would become reality. And, uh, so mm. I remember I, I think I drove, I think I drove down here, down to the river, mm. um, like right away to see what was going on. And, uh, like I just, honestly, I just remember praying the whole time. I was crying, praying. Mm. And, uh, I got down here and the biggest heartbreaking thing I think for me, mm. um, of course, outside of what every, everything else that was happening mm. was, uh, my, my friends that didn't know Jesus who mm -hmm. were there. Right. Um, and so mm -hmm. I, I don't know what it was, uh, but God just put something inside of me that said like, hug everybody. Sounds weird. Um, but Sound hug everybody. Weird. Right. And, no, uh, and I remember grabbing, uh, one of my friends in particular who hates being touched. Mm -hmm. Uh, like they don't like it at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he was, he was trying to play kind of hardball with it. And, mm -hmm. uh, I remember when I hugged him, he just fell apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. so anyways, I got that in, mm -hmm. and then, wow, and then as, as kind of time went on and as, mm -hmm. as time goes on, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm still heartbroken every time I come down here, I just kind mm -hmm. of like, there's still, there's something so special about the river. There's something so special about yeah. this place that it always has been. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is the this is the piece that I don't I don't think I've ever told you. Mm. But um, as I reflect and I think about it, Alex was a diver. He mm -hmm. grew up on the river, like yes. literally. You can see the river from yes. this window. Okay. Uh, yep. We've been we've been <laughs> we've been going up to the sandbar and you know Since jumping we in seventh grade. Sixth yeah, grade. <laughs> so young, right? Um, mm -hmm. And honestly, Alex loved the water, and mm -hmm. uh, something that I've always thought is that he jumped into heaven that day. Mm. And, uh, it's, it's just, I, I always, I, I've thought that for a long time mm -hmm. and, uh, for me in, in the way that I've kind of perceived it, which yep. this is what's, what's been laid on my heart is, um, yeah, he jumped into heaven. It's true. Like he jumped into heaven and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So thanks him. for sharing that bike. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. It's true. It's true. We, we we some of the most religious people scared are scared of dying <laughs> because they haven't had the heaven hell thing figured out yet, so they right. just don't know. So they're scared. There, there's nothing to be scared. Hmm. We're we're to fall or jump into heaven. Hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's eternity. Hmm. And so, yeah. Wow. So Blake, that was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Wade. Yeah. Thank you for uh for who you are to me, for who you are to many others and uh thank you and Carol for your yeah. your hearts and um just loving people where they're at no matter what and always being there. So mm. um appreciate Love. you. Yeah, appreciate you. Love you, Blake. Love you too, Wade. All so right. all right. Thanks everybody. Um if you uh, if you haven't gone over to like the Facebook page, go ahead and give that a like. We also got an Instagram page, and uh, if you have any suggestions or anything you'd like to share, 
uh, go ahead and email us at theawakenproject.us at gmail.com. So thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.